everyone. I'm Wendy Forsyth and welcome to Real Estate Stories. Well, could the market be any crazier than the last couple of years? Probably not. And that's one of the reasons that uh, I invited our guest for today to join us. Andre Aviles is a district director for Fathom Realty in the Dallas-Fort Worth market area. I'm going to invite him on to join us. And then we're going to talk a little bit about this crazy market and how to win offers. Andre, thank you for joining us. Hey, everybody. Andre is here. So glad to how join you. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Good, good. So um, you have, um, you've been doing some great work um, for us. You're one of our leaders in the Dallas-Fort Worth market here at Fathom Realty. And um, one of the things that you did recently that hit my radar um, did so through a Facebook post of one of our agents who was giving you major props for a live training session you did locally in your market to help our agents navigate and strategize around winning offers in today's market. So thank you for agreeing to come on the podcast and join some of those uh, or share some of those strategies that you shared uh, locally in that training class. Of course, of course. So glad to be here with you guys. Uh, yeah, th the class was, um, uh, it was a seed that was planted by one of, a new, uh, one of my newer agents. They didn't have a class where offers were um, in comparison to the offers they were submitting. And so yeah. the structure of the class was a little different. I, I brought in uh, some of the uh, different products that our Encompass Lending uh, Mortgage Company Mm -hmm. uh, offers, which is the ribbon program. And I also incorporated uh, some of the G uh, as far as other things in the contract where we don't necessarily address, um, such as prorations for the taxes. Uh, and I talked about that briefly in the beginning of the class. And then I broke everybody out and into the individual groups. And I said, you know what, we're going to simulate a multiple offer situation. So I pulled uh, an MLS mm -hmm. today or that day. And I yeah. broke out and gave everybody the same buyer, same buyer saying, hey, you have $75,000 in the bank. Here's your pre-approval. Here's um, everything you need to submit this offer. Right. Uh, I had them uh, write down the main points, important dates such as um, uh, option fee, option period, earnest money, uh, offer amount, of course, and financing. Uh, then I broke it out and put it on a whiteboard and they could, they were able to see individually where their offer stood against everybody else's offer and to see what their competition was. Right. Right. Every, uh, whenever we're submitting offers, we don't really get to see the other side. We don't get to see what we're up against. We just know what we know and right. that's about it. So when I, I, when I came up with this class and I put it together, um, I was really excited perspective. And I acted like the listing agent and we just talked about each offer and why one was stronger than the other and different strategies throughout. I so, love it. I love it so much. I wish I had been there because uh, that is just magic to kind of see that happening. I mean, the, that's the best way to learn, right, is through that sort of simulated role play. And I've always said, as I've you know talked and worked and coached agents over the years, that you know, you want to be like ready for game day, right? So mm -hmm. role play and, you know, work with, um, you know, 
work on your skills before you're in front of a live buyer and a live seller. And, and you set that up so greatly. So uh, I want to dive more into some of the takeaways from that. But let's backtrack just a second. And I would love if you could tell us just sort of your real estate story. So um, mm. like what brought you here to, to using this creativity and, and bringing such great value to all our Fathom agents? Um, so oh, I was licensed at 22. Um, and even, w <laughs> uh, even before I was licensed, there was, there was a girl, just like any story, right? There was a girl. Uh, and this was back whenever uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines here in, in Texas and Waco area uh, was big on HGTV. And I always wanted to flip a house and she wanted to go to school for interior design. And I said, you know what? Well, then let me go ahead and get my real estate license. Um, that obviously fell through um the relationship not the real estate side <laughs> this is a real so, life story folks this, this is a real life story yes um and so real estate i ended up not getting a college degree and just continuing the path on real estate because that's um one of it's my favorite thing to do uh, i found my passion at 22 and, and i didn't realize it but um yeah so fast forward uh, I started at a property man side of things and what it cost mm -hmm. to do the basic repairs and maintenance on a home. Uh, then I found Fathom a couple of years later through a transaction um, that I enjoyed doing the, the transaction with, with the other agent. She introduced Fathom to me and she just said, hey, what are your splits like? Blah, 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 blah. And we talked about that. And, and a few months later, I was, the rest is history pretty much. <laughs> That's amazing. I love, I, I love that story. I, you know, sorry about the relationship, but you know, the rest of the story is amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you so you joined Fathom as an agent and then you moved into a leadership role later. Mm -hmm. Correct. So tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about like what you do today at Fathom and what that progression has been from agent into your current role. Oh, man. So about a year ago, actually, uh, April, uh, Jeff Robertson reached out to me and he said, hey, Andreas, uh, we're looking for district directors. Have you ever considered uh, really having the position and, and being in that role? And I thought about it for a little bit. And, and I'm a younger agent, right? I'm not as experienced as most in this industry. I sat and thought about it. And I I pondered it for, for about a week or so. Um, of course, my answer to him was yes right away. But after I said yes, I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. Is this real life? What is, what is happening here? Uh, went through the interviews. And man, it was um, in, in Fathom uh, from uh, pretty much the ground up. It was, it was wonderful. And, and having those conversations with them made me feel like, yes, this, this role uh, being the district director over at Colin Southwest is a really good fit for me. Uh, I started the position in August of 2021, and now I have agents, um, and that day-to-day -day looks like phone calls, emails, uh, support, <laughs> um, helping them strategize branding, uh, marketing, what's effective, what may not be as effective as other things that they may see, um, where to strategize and put their money at or, or put their money into. Yeah. Um, and making sure that uh, their expectations of that marketing are reasonable, right? right? Because exactly. in, in this business, you don't know what's working. You don't know what's not working. Yeah. And the only time when you know it's working is if you're tracking it and 
very rarely do new agents track their progress That's and track true. their leads from. And so one, one thing that I am really big on is relationships. I'm, I'm big on relationship building with my clients and my agents. Um, uh, heck, what, two weeks ago, I was playing golf with one of my investor clients. Uh, not really real estate related, but it's something that I, I enjoy doing and so do they. Uh, I remember uh, summer of last year, I went camping with one of my clients and uh, we just had a, a group of uh, us men and, and we just went camping for a weekend and, and just hung out. Mm -hmm. And sometimes these clients do become um, friends and almost like family. And right. right. And so uh, making sure that they understand what sphere of influence and what the purpose of the sphere of influence is. And it's not necessarily to, to sell to them. It's so that they sell for you and they market for you. They become your billboards. They're walking billboards. It's free advertisement. So making sure that those relationships are big. And um, that's uh, one thing that I enjoy teaching my agents and, and sort of showing through example um, is sort of my approach. And um, yeah. And then obviously I have my own little business on the side that, um, you know, I buy and sell um, for my clients too. So Hey, uh, you know, <laughs> you're, you're busy. Well, I mean, you, you've been a great addition to the leadership team and, and just that, you know, how much you pour into your agents and, and care about your agents. I mean, that's what leadership is, is all about. So uh, thank you for everything that, that you do um, for all of your agents. So let's go back to this uh, training class that, that we opened up with. So you've got, you know, a group of agents, they've all, they're all representing their own buyer on the same listing. Mm -hmm. You're the listing agent. You simulate the multiple buyer situation. You whiteboard it, talk it through. What were some of the strategies that you talked about with the group on how to navigate through this multiple offer scenario? Ooh, good question. Uh, so some of the strategies is ultimately beginning the conversation with our buyers, setting the expectations with the client that they know uh, the main points of the contract. Well, make sure that they know the entire contract, right? They, they, they right. know what they're saying, right? Of course, yeah. we always tell yes, them to read. of course. <laughs> right, right. But what, what a reasonable option fee is, right? A year ago, maybe $250 for five days was reasonable. Mm -hmm. Coming to, to uh, a more aggressive market, it's maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred, but how in the world do our clients know what's reasonable and not reasonable, or competitive and not competitive, if we're not the ones teaching them? Yes. Right. And our job is to adapt to the market, mm -hmm. not the market. So my conversation yeah. uh, in my training began with, okay, so how do we set the expectations with our buyer? One mm -hmm. of the things that I do in my own um, with my own clients is I sort of set the expectations for the option or the due diligence fee in some other states. Uh, I say, hey, this is a, it still goes towards the price of the house. But if we terminate for any reason, this is gone. Right. Right. Earnest money, I, I sort of put it in layman's terms, is a refundable deposit. And there's certain contingencies where we can um, opt in or opt out of to make sure that it is, it is refund. Obviously, the more contingencies we have, the less aggressive our offer is. Right. So that right there, that minute does a great deal for me and my personal business where, okay, what am I comfortable losing? 
and what am I com- what am I comfortable not losing? Yeah, you're, and sometimes you're setting the expectation right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love what you said. I actually sort of jotted it down that like it's our job to adapt to the market and then to educate our clients on that where we are. You've used the phrase a couple times like aggressive, right? That that it is an aggressive market mm. out there, and buyers need to be aggressive in you know preparing their their offers. And I think that that is a really accurate phrase to describe the day-to-day for for most agents across the country right now. Right, right. Um, And one thing that is popular in my market right now in DFW is not having, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, as if I was on the listings agent side, if they don't have an option fee, however, they have uh, the HOA out, or if they have the financial contingency out, well, then they just tied up my property for 10 to 15 days and I get nothing. Right. Is it not worth a one or two day option? If, if Isn't a one or two day option with some money better than a zero option with zero, with zero money? Yes. And so that was another thing that I talked about is don't hesitate just because other people are doing a way uh, and they're just mm-hmm. waiving the option period. Does, that doesn't make that offer stronger. There's still an out, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's not our job to only educate the clients, but also educate the listing agent at times. Interesting point. So elaborate a little bit on that. How do we, how do we have to work with that listing agent? Because I, I hear a lot of challenges that agents, you know, who are on the buyer side have with their listing agents. So what advice do you give your agents on that? Um, so... Ultimately, it's a matter of building that relationship with that listing agent, right? In the, in the beginning of the um, show, I, I mentioned, hey, relationships are, are key with me. The listing agent, making yourself known, uh, just saying, hey, are there any offers on the property? What are your clients looking for? Um, I Obviously, what they net is very important to them. However, are there un- any other terms that they are looking for or um, do they need a lease back? Do they want to keep the refrigerator or are they wanting to leave everything trying to make known that you're trying to meet the listing agents and their clients needs right once you do that they'll let them talk let them talk and talk and talk because they might like you and give you information that they may not need to right, <laughs> right? but this is your time to build that relationship with them and build a they see the offer come through and it does have a few different things such as a one or two day option with fifteen hundred dollars that might stand out to them. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I, I taught in that class is the proration segment in the, or section in the contract, where in the TREC contract, the section where the title company automatically prorates the taxes for the seller to credit the buyer. Mm-hmm. There's not an opt-in or opt-out. There's not a checkbox. There's not a, a, a number right. that you put there. It's, it's just a section in the contract. Now, you can go in and, and if both parties agree, you can omit that in, in um, special provisions, the terminology that your broker in charge or your district director allows you to put in there to omit that con- that section. What that does is not necessarily just allow the seller to net more, but it also allows you to come off more of a professional and, and letting this listing, I'm a buyer's agent, but I know what I'm doing. I know how to make myself stand out. Mm-hmm. And you're dealing with a professional, not someone that's just waving an appraisal 
uh, and, and just hoping for the best. Right. I know what I'm doing and you need an agent that thinks outside of the box in a market like this, especially when you hope to have a strong agent on the other side that you do have a positive relationship with, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. I think those two things are the, the main points that I made in, in the training. Um, and I, I can see how that would be so helpful to agents to just sort of think that through. Like this isn't this isn't stuff that you learned in licensing courses mm -hmm. or licensing school. And it isn't stuff you learn by doing an occasional transaction, right? Like this is, right. you know, sophisticated negotiation that's learned through experience and and trial and error and being in the trenches. So um, it's, it's really great to, to know that our Fathom agents are, are getting this type of, of training um, available mm -hmm. to them. Yeah. So, you know, we're in the midst of this crazy market. You mentioned kind of, you know, the progression for you from, you know, starting as, you know, when you started your career to, you know, where we are now, like, what do you think is going to happen in this market in the next, let's say 12 to 24 months? Ooh, man, that's a, that's a good question. Where do I see this going? I, I don't think the interest rates are going to slow down anytime soon. I think it's going to progressively increase a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, and what that's going to do is allow for multiple offers to be less um, often, right? right? And hopefully we do have a fighting chance with our financing clients. Um, now, one other thing that I do want to point out is um, there are some cash offer um products out there that yeah. if you do have the right client that you if you do have um uh cash offer type products in, through your mm -hmm. loan company or mortgage company that they are able to uh be competitive over the mortgage or financing offers right uh, now do i think the market is going to go down no i i don't think so the people that are paying over asking and over appraisal that's cash out of their pocket, right? It's it's not that they can't afford it. And yeah. we have to sort of think, okay, well, if they have 75, 100K in the bank to pay over asking and over the appraisal and cover it, don't you think they can cover the more? They've done a really good job on, on saving and, and, and their investments that the market's not necessarily going to go down. It, it's um, Unfortunately, it's pricing out quite a few buyers. Mm -hmm. that may not have the saving habits um, as others, right? And so, um, but it, it, it's sort of the facts. Yeah, it is. And yeah, that is, it, it is an unfortunate sort of reality, but yet a more balanced market would be, you know, I think a positive for, for everyone, um, you know, in the industry. So mm -hmm. it, It'll be interesting to see how that unfolds, but uh, you know, definitely, you know, cash is king, right? In any scenario, you you mentioned that. I think that one of the things that you kind of touched on that's really important is the the importance of agents knowing all of the financing options that are available and all the programs that are available. Um, I know you, you've used the ribbon program that you alluded to um, that our Encompass Lending Group uh, works closely with. Like, as agents, our span of what we need to be aware of is, I would say, broader than ever, right? And, mm -hmm. and we really have to stay up to date on the financing side 
of what's happening, especially as interest rates continue to rise. Right, right. If if there was anything that I needed to say is knowledge is key. Yes. Knowledge, well, knowledge and relationship building is key. <laughs> yes, both are key. That's a great takeaway. Yeah. Knowledge and relationship. Um, yeah, and and in my in the beginning of my career, I was told it's it's a matter of building your tool belt. Mm-hmm. Not, you don't have to use every tool on every little thing, but because you don't need a hammer to screw a, a screw, right? Yeah. But it's good to have the hammer whenever you need to, right? So yeah. it's a matter of building your tool belt and making sure that you know the right tools for the right job and, yeah. uh, and knowing your contract left and right, upside down, backwards, forwards. Inside is, out. Is yes. Yes. Well, that, mm-hmm. that's a great place to sort of, um, you know, to, to leave that message of, you know, knowledge and, and relationship and, and you do a great job investing in both of those every day and, and investing uh, with our agents in that. Let's wrap up with a little bit of fun because we, okay. we know over the last few minutes, we've got to know you, you know, an awful lot about the real estate business. You are super committed to it. Um, but you know, you mentioned a couple things that, that I want to dive into. And, and one is you're an avid golfer, right? When you're not um, working and it sounds like you combined working and golf, which is, mm-hmm. uh, is super cool. Um, but let me ask you, I want to I get to know you a little bit more for those listening. If there were three songs that were your playlist of, of life, what, what three songs and, and artists would be on that playlist? Oh, man. I think I'm going to pick one from each genre that I enjoy. Okay. Um, uh, so I, I love Spanish music. Um, I'm Puerto Rican. And, and so Mark Anthony is, uh, he, <laughs> he was actually the first concert I went to. Uh, I think I was like eight or nine when I first went to his concert, but he has a song called That was Divino. pre-J-Lo, right? Uh, that was pre-J-Lo. <laughs> pre-J-Lo. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Vivir Mi Vida. And what that means is I'm just going to, I live my life. I'm going to live my life. And throughout his whole song, he talks about just um, living my life with laughter and enjoying it and, and um, not taking anything too seriously, right? And then um, Haven't Seen It Yet is uh, uh, by Danny Gokey. Um, that was a song that got me through some tough times. Uh, sometimes it, he says, uh, what, is, what does he say? He says something about the night coming, um, but on the other side is the brightest sunrise. And I just need to wait till that moment and I'll see the brightest sunrise where you, you don't want to give up and you just want to persevere and push through because you never know when that next sunrise is going to come through. Um, and uh, I'm going to end it on this is Justin Timberlake. Uh, love Justin Timberlake, JT. He's wonderful. Uh, let's see one of his songs of uh, 2020 vision album uh, was mirrors. Um, I was in high school when that came out and um, that one just, it, it's still today. I jam to it all the time and <laughs> yeah. Those would be my three. Those would be your three. So, so I I take away Mm -hmm. from that that you're somebody that like pushes yourself to to live life and enjoy it uh, every step of the way. I do, I do indeed, and it's too short to 
to do anything otherwise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to go listen to some Mark Anthony for the rest of today. Uh-oh. <laughs> make sure you got your dance I will make sure I got my dancing shoes on. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing. How can people who are listening or watching uh, reach you if they have any follow-up questions or want to touch base? Oh, man. Um, follow me on Instagram, um, Andres E. Avilas. That's my little at sign. I think that's what we call it, right? Kids my yeah. age. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Facebook, add me on Facebook. Um, and then, yeah, call or text, email. I'm pretty reachable. I try all to be. All right. We'll have all of your contact info in the uh, show notes. And uh, thank you again. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of Real Estate Stories. Thanks for having me, Wendy. <laughs>